All right. Hello, and welcome to the Middle East Forum Speaker Webinar Series and Podcast. I'm Stacey Roman, and I will be moderating this discussion today. We're pleased to have Naved Romi, head of the Israel Victory Project, join us to update us on the accomplishments of this project over the past year. Naved will speak for 15 minutes and open it up for questions. Should you wish to ask a question, please use the Q&A box located at the bottom of your screen to type your question. And with that, I will turn the discussion over to Naved Dromi. Thank you, Stacy. I hope you hear me well. Um, we have a, some distance between us. Um, I'll just dive into um, summarize the last year of uh, IVP here in Israel. Uh, it was a very challenging year. We had uh, Operation Guardian of the Walls against Hamas in Gaza. We also had events here inside Israel with the Israeli Arabs something that we didn't have in the recent years. And um, I'll speak about specific events that we did in space, specific event, uh, events and initiatives we had. And of course, I'll be happy to answer every question. Um, I'll start with uh, Operation Guardian of the Walls, which was the last operation against Hamas and was the first operation of the new elected government um, by uh, the new Prime Minister Naftali Bennett. Um, we decided based on our experience with other operations and based on uh, our activities before to go on a tactic to attack specific things and call for specific goals. And the goals were disarmament of Hamas, returning our captured soldiers and citizens without preconditions, and breaking Hamas will continue fighting. We also did a poll, something we usually do during events like this, to make sure that we are aligned with the Israeli public. And we saw that we are. And those goals, um, basically most of them in, in, in a very high percentage were aligned with the public, who see the things the same eyes in the same way that uh, we did. Um, and those are the goal. Those are the the goals, and also the sentences that we used in our campaign. Uh, the campaign was uh, putting billboards uh, in front of the house of the new prime minister, approaching to politicians, uh, writing articles, going to different channels. Of course, going on different radio channels in Hebrew, in uh, Russian. We also had myself, I spoke in a Haredi radio, a very Haredi means in Orthodox Jews, spoke about the meaning of victory, a physically victory and also a mental victory over Hamas and the terrorist, the Palestinian terrorist in Gaza. Um, we also approached to a different subgroups sectors when is I mean inside Israel society. Um, even uh, something new that we did was approaching to Israeli Arabs. It wasn't, I have to say, uh, something that from Israeli Arabs uh, was uh, easy, but we did find someone that uh, felt the same way as uh, we did. Um, we spoke to different um, and different ministers, the new one, like Yoaz Endel, Matan Ka'ana, Ayelet Shaked, Gidon Saar, Benny Gantz, 
um, even uh, someone from Yeshatid, uh, Yair Lapid party, um, and we made sure that we contained this connection with them even after the operation ended. For example, just yesterday I met uh, the minister of uh, of, uh, of connection uh, of media, Yoaz Handel, and uh, Matan Kaana, the minister of uh, of uh, the religious uh, office. Both of them, Yoaz Handel and Matan Kaana, are former uh, IDF combat soldiers. Matan Kaana was also a pilot. Um, both of them are completely aligned with IVP, believing our message, and and Ayala Chaked with them, Gitansa with them, and when it comes to connection with these people, definitely the connection this year approved, um, and we can speak to some of them directly by SMS, which this is something that we didn't have before. Another thing that we have is the, the stickers initiative. I don't know if you remember, but a few months ago, six terrorists escaped from a prison in Israel. We saw it as a, as a result of a twisted perception of the way that Israel handled terror inside and outside. We were saying, if you can't control terrorists inside your jail, if terrorists inside Israeli jail doesn't feel afraid and doesn't feel deterrence, how do you want Hamas to be afraid of us? How do you want individual terrorists to be afraid of us? And we took it as a, as a mission to handle this and not just write against it, something that we usually do. I mean, writing an article is something very easy, but we wanted to make a statement. So what we did is we took a special sticker that we invited. Uh, it's a very big sticker of a terrorist climbing up a tunnel. And we took those stickers and we put them outside uh, Gilboa jail, the jail that those terrorists escaped from. We took pictures and we uploaded it and we sent it to different uh, media channels, um, um, politics uh, website, um, politicians, and we talked about how what begins in a jail can end in a terrorist coming outside a tunnel in a kibbutz in a northern, in a south of Israel, in the Negev. Because again, as I said, we saw um, a match between the way that Israel handled terrorists inside Israeli jails with all the good conditions that they have there that they can study. They have a free pass to the super, they can buy whatever they want, they can eat whatever they want, they have connection to terrorists from Gaza. So we said, if you don't cut the terror inside Israel, how you want to, to defeat the terror outside of Israel? Um, another achievement that we had is that we made a cooperation with Channel 20. Uh, we had a two victory broadcast uh, in a TV channel where we invited different uh, IDF, former IDF, very high-ranked officers. We, uh, we invited different uh, army strategies to speak about victory on screen. I mean, people opened TV and saw a discussion about victory and what happened to the victory spirit of Israelis, of the IDF. And it was something very big that we had. And, 
another thing that its connection, it's somehow connected to this is that we elaborated on our connection to institutions uh, that deal with things that might, uh, that connect to what we do, like Miftahi or Bitchonistim. These are two organizations that uh, deals with uh, the victory spirit in a different way of us, but we can uh, cooperate with them. The INSS, the institution, uh, one of the most uh, familiar institutions regarding uh, um, the army or uh, the security perceptions, uh, the Jerusalem Center for Strategic and Security, Jerusalem Center for Public Affairs, the Tikva Fund, the Social Civil Fund, all these names are some um, organizations uh, that we worked with. Um, another organization, it's the Israeli Democracy Institution. I don't know if you heard about this institution. It's a very luxury uh, institution in Israel, um, more identified with the Israeli left. And they invited, uh, I was invited to speak there about the connections and the involvement of Israeli society um, with the IDF and how it affects the IDF. And what happened is that some of the things I said they were recorded and they uploaded online, which caused very big attention because I talked about the fact that even this institution invites IDF soldiers, and IDF officers to events, which is something pretty crazy if you think about because why a civil organization, a civil institution with political agenda works with the IDF, why the IDF cooperate with this. And we spoke about the IDF should focus about how to win the next operation, the next war, and shouldn't deal with different civil aspirations that I spoke about ID, how the IDF shouldn't be a lab of uh, civil experiences. Um, I spoke about the um, a huge discussion, uh, the involvement of women uh, inside the IDF units, something that I think, men, I mean, not many in the public reject to, but they do reject to make it the main thing or the main goal that the IDF deal with because what happened, the feeling among the public, and this is why this video was so popular because the feeling among the people, among the, the citizens is that the IDF in the recent decades deals more about um, getting women involved or be the most uh, moral IDF in the world, in the world, but deals less with how to win the next war. But in the end of the end, what the simple person, the simple Israeli cares about is that in the next operation, that in the next guardian of the guardian of the walls, the IDF will win the operation. And uh, this was again something uh, that uh, afterwards uh, brought uh, more interviews, more follow-ups, um, also about uh, the women point of view, because as I said, for some reason in Israel, it's one of the biggest um, biggest pressures uh, on the IDF, uh, but also again on the fact that the Israeli public 
as I think, as I say it, and I think the IVP is always saying what the Israeli public really wants is a want an IDF that can defeat the enemy. And you can say that this message this message talks to people. It's not just the public, but it's also uh, the decision makers. And uh, I will finish with uh, one of the biggest achievements that we saw is that we saw decision makers. And as I, men as I mentioned before, um, ministers using our message about uh, defeating the enemy and victory. And one of those names that speaks about a lot about speaks a lot about victory is chief of staff Aviv Kohavi. Um, I can't remember and he speaks about it a lot in IVP. We can't remember such chief of staff that speaks about victory in such a confidence um, without hesitating. And as we see it, it's also a it's also a result of our activity, our billboards from two years ago, from a year ago, speaking about victory. When he sees the discussion, the public discussion about it, when he sees that we get support, I believe he feels more comfortable to speak about victory. Um, I try to do it as specific and quick uh, as possible. Uh, I stood in the 15 minutes and I'll be happy to answer questions. All right, thank you so much. So the first question we have is, is overall, is the public leaning more towards the Israel victory mentality or is there still any pushback? As I said, I think the public is aligned with us about victory, of course, that you can find groups uh, that doesn't align with us and, and, and they don't align with us and they will never will um, because uh, they don't believe in war, they don't believe in uh, fighting, yeah. uh, things that sometimes we see as human nature, uh, which those groups believe it's not human nature, or they don't believe in a victory because they don't think defeat will bring peace, something that we, we, that we do believe in. But in general, the, the public in Israel do want to see victory over the Palestinians, and I would say he's so happy to hear the message and to finally have organization that speak about this, something that wasn't here in many decades. Absolutely. And you mentioned quite a few names from the IDF as well as Knesset members. Uh, but overall, do you think that, that more of the leadership is also leaning towards the victory mentality or is it also more pushback? Is, this, is there room to grow? Always, I think, I mean, even though they are aligned with us and in closed room, they tell us that they agree with us in the end of the day when there is operation and you really need to go out there and defeat your enemy and to win. Uh, obviously, um, it didn't happen. Uh, and we saw it didn't happen in the government uh, of Netanyahu and it didn't happen even in the last uh, government, the last operation under Naftali Bennett. Um, so I think it takes time. It takes time. You have to. You have to understand that until IVP was established, there was no organization. There was no group that spoke with the decision makers, with politicians, or to the public about victory. It was something that um, 
no one spoke about. Uh, after the Oslo Accords, everyone spoke about peace as a way to achieve peace. And we were the first one to speak about how you achieve peace by defeating your enemy and make them understand that they can't win you. So you have to understand that decision makers and the IDF and the public, I mean, the public not because the public is was always there with us, but the decision makers and the IDF are going through a process. As I mentioned, Aviv Kuchavi, the current chief staff, is one of the, I can't remember the last chief of staff that spoke like him. And I'm going back to Bogi Alon, who was chief of staff um, right before the, the second Lebanon war uh, in 2006. So think about it. Even Bogi alone didn't speak about victory when he was chief of staff. So you have to understand that these people are also going through a process. And I think we have also a part in the process that they are going through. Thank you. Robin Sue Landsberg actually follows up on this. Do you run into pushback due to political correctness? Can you explain the question? What do you mean? Uh, just political correctness to, to look good in the public's eye? I mean, we, we are very straightforward in IVP. We are not afraid to say what we think. We are not, obviously we have criticism, mainly from the left, but we know how to explain ourselves and we are not uh, bending over political correctness. Uh, we, we just don't have it. Thank you. And we have a few questions in from uh, Robert Slater actually sums it up well. Victory has many definitions. First off, what is meant by victory? What does victory mean to Gaza, to the West Bank, Judea, Samaria, to Palestinians and Israel now in the borders? As we say, victory means that the Palestinians give up on their will to defeat Israel. Um, this is something which can be, as I said, achieved physically or also mentally. If you ask me, the Abraham Accords, it's an example for a mental defeat. Uh, all the years um, we were taught, I remember as a kid, that people told us that we will have peace with the Arab world only after we achieve peace with the Palestinian. And we understood it's, I mean, it's not connected to each other. You can have peace with the Arab world without the Palestinians. And I think this action also somehow defeated the Palestinians mentally because they understood that the Arab world thinks first about itself and then about the Palestinians. And obviously there is a, as I call it a physics victory, which means that when you have operation, you win the operation. I mean, when it ends, there is a specific, very clear winner, something that we didn't have uh, in, as I see it, since uh, 2000, 2001. That was the last time that the IDF won something. Thank you. Mindy Stein asks, how do you and see- And by the way, by the way, it was, it was a victory uh, in the areas of the Palestinian Authority, not in Gaza. Thank you. Mindy Stein asks, how do you see Israel Victory Project influencing the discussion about Iran and the United States as well as Israel? 
we are focusing on Israel and the Palestinians because we think that this is something that we can uh, contribute and be special and unique. When it comes to Iran and the US, uh, I know that the MEF deals with it and they have the experts and the people that deals with it. And we in IVP, when people ask us about Iran, we said that obviously Israel should use the victory uh, perception also against Iran. Uh, we should stand on our own, on our goals, make sure that Israel security is the goal and we shouldn't let our enemies, and in this case, Iran, feel that they have um, the chance to somehow destroy Israel or threat it. Um, so when we are asked about it, um, we are saying that obviously the victory should be used against every enemy, but as an organization, we focused about the Palestinians, something that you have to understand that Israel deals with since the first day of its establishment. Thank you. Sandra Bellastroni asked, do you think there's anyone in Israeli politics or the military establishment of the caliber of the late Ariel Sharon that has the courage to take the fight directly to the enemy? Um, it's a good question. I think uh, Kohavi has it, and uh, I know some other another some other names uh, that can do it. Uh, but I think something has to change uh, in the security system. Uh, something that, as I said before, we work on to change uh, because there are very good people in the IDF and in the security system. They just need to know that they have a back. Uh, from the politicians, from the decision makers. Um, they know they have it from the public, but they have to have confidence in themselves. They have to remember how they used to fight 30 years ago. And, uh, but yes, we can do it. Obviously we can do it. Thank you so much. So we have two questions in about just the, the worldview of Israel right now. Um, an mm -hmm. anonymous attendee asks, how can you carry the Israel Victory Project to a successful conclusion without being sanctioned by the UN Security Council? To be honest, I'll give you my personal view, and I think it reflects many of, I mean, I mean, it, it reflects the Israeli public. We don't take the UN seriously. I mean, if Israel would act um, as a, asking itself all the time what the UN will do and how the UN will sanction us. I mean, we wouldn't be able to, to, to leave. Um, so obviously we have to deal with it clever. I mean, in the politician way, the politicians should do it, but we can't always think about the UN and the sanctions. And this is something that always somehow um, exists. I think we learn to, to live with it. Um, we accept it as a something, just an anti-Semitism that exists there. And, um, and that's it. And Steve asked a follow-up to that uh, regarding US public opinion and I guess world public opinion as well. Uh, what is Israel doing uh, to change the narrative and has it been effective? Um, to change the narrative about victory, I assume. 
Well, Israel's public opinion and, and by changing the narrative of the public opinion uh, from the world, would Israel then be easier, have it easier to achieve the victory goal? I think that Israel's way to affect the, the, the world public opinion is to take care of itself and its goals and interests. I don't think we should be different on this issue than any other country. Um, I mean, we should be even more specific about our interests and more assertive about our interests. Um, uh, I mean, Israel shouldn't, shouldn't play nice, as I say it. If we think that the Palestinians and, uh, and the Hamas in Gaza are terror organization, we should treat them this way. My problems, for example, with uh, the Israeli government, this one and the one before is that on one hand, we tell in the walls that Hamas is a terror organization. And on the other hand, we deliver them um, merchandise every day. Um, trucks are going inside Gaza. Um, so I think if Israel want to change the public uh, opinion, the world public opinion, it should treat Hamas like they ask in the world to treat this, to treat Hamas. And if they ask in the world to stop bringing money to Hamas and to Gaza, uh, it should do the same. Um, and I would like to see the Israeli government uh, do this. Um, and actually adopt the victory discourse by doing this. I mean, not just speaking about victory outside to other leaders in the world, but to act as someone that wants to gain victory. Thank you. And going back to the specific IVP campaigns, uh, what effects specifically have come from the sticker and billboard campaigns? Do you feel the messages were received well? Absolutely. What's happening in the campaign is that you need to understand what happens in the campaigns that a person in the street that goes angry, feeling that Israel is not doing enough to defeat the Palestinians, suddenly see a poster or a billboard that he haven't seen before. And this billboard asking the government to defeat Hamas. And then this person says, wow, I mean, I understand that there are powers here, organizations or people that feel exactly like me. And if he walked five minutes ago thinking that he's the only one who wants to defeat Hamas, he see these billboards and he understand that he's not alone. And, you know, sometimes I'm going to TV uh, appearance and I speak about what we want to do and what we want to achieve. And even this, I get messages afterwards saying, thank you so much for speaking about it. Thank you so much for, for speaking about how we want to achieve this. And someone even wrote me once, I thought I'm crazy and lonely until I heard you. So these campaigns have, they, they get to people, people see them, people hear them. And this is how the message spreads in the end of the day. Thank you. Um, so Steve asks, regarding uh, Operation Guardian of the Walls, it sounds like the goals were not achieved. Is this the future? No, we, we don't want this to, do, to be the future. We want to change it. Um, we want to change it. And 
and I'm not willing to accept um, defeat. Uh, I want to defeat others, but I don't want to be defeated. And I don't see a reason why we should give up, especially when, as I said, I see a change. I see how our message gets to people, gets to the decision makers. And those, I mean, these things are taking time. As I said, you have to understand that the Israeli publics for years thought that the only way to live here in peace is the Oslo Accords, is to give up. And we are changing this. And you, I mean, this is a process that we have to be patience with and to know that it takes time to change people perception <clears throat> and I don't think this is the end I think Israel will defeat and will gain victory one day thank you and speaking of the process what what's in store for IVP going forward into 2022 so we have um, a lot going on um, we are going to spread our uh, cooperations with more organizations um, because we understood that this is a good way to get into more crowds because we can cooperate and uh, get, to, I mean, even with the INSS, which is considered to be a more leftist organization, we want to, to strengthen our connections with them because we think it's something that we should do to approach to a crowd which is not our natural crowd. There is also a research that I did that's going to uh, going out on a book in a book about the process that the IDF that the IDF gone through and what made the IDF uh, giving up uh, on the spirit of uh, victory and the values of uh, victory. And uh, this is something that should go out during January. And uh, we believe it will make a, a pretty huge noise, uh, no? noise here, I'm sorry. Um, we are speaking about different conferences, which are already on the table uh, with, a different, uh, with different uh, newspapers, uh, big newspapers. We are also just a few hours ago, we uh, we closed, I believe, the caucus, the the lobby for a victory inside the Knesset. Uh, it seems like one of the cultures of the caucus is going to be uh, an Orthodox Jew, uh, which is something that we never had before, uh, and it's pretty big to have an Orthodox Jew a Knesset member speaking about victory and leading it. And there are very um, Beside this, we have different um, people that we work to um, to get into IVP, former high rank officers that we are in touch with, getting them to write for us, to do research for us, um, to see how we can talk about the goals I mentioned in the beginning of the paper. We want to make them happen. So we want to put it on paper to have the best minds uh, see how we can work it out and how we can get decision makers and maybe even people in the IDF adopting our recommendations and our goals. And this is just some of the examples of what we plan to do. Right, well, thank you so much. Unfortunately, we've come to the close of our webinar. Thank you, Neveh, for joining us today. Thank you for having me.
Of course. And for our viewers, should you wish to support this project directly, please visit our website, meforum.org backslash participation to donate and to write in the comment box the name of the project you wish to support, IVP. Uh, for our viewers, please join us Wednesday for an update with Ashley Perry. Thank you all for joining us, and I hope you have a wonderful day.